Welcome to Cornerstone Reformed Baptist Church. Thank you for using and sharing our resources. What you're about to hear is God's Word from one of our teaching elders. We trust that God's Word will inspire, instruct, and bless you. For further teachings or information on our ministry, please visit us on our website at cornerstonerbc.com. That's cornerstonerbc.com. I want to speak to you, to your heart, about the seal The zeal, I think is how you pronounce that word in English. The zeal of God for His dwelling place. The Lord has a dwelling place. A place where He dwells. His habitation, His holy habitation in heaven and on earth. And I want to speak to you about His zeal for that holy place. As it is revealed to us in the Old Covenant, the Old Testament. And as it progresses and escalates through the redemptive history and moves towards Jerusalem and the new Jerusalem as we're going to abide with our God and be with Him, never to be separated and never to be removed. And I want to do that from Joshua chapter 18. As you know, we are going through this book and we have spoken extensively about the role that God has given to Joshua to take possession of the land. And now from Joshua chapter 14, we find ourselves in the distribution of the land. We know that before Joshua, Moses had already distributed a portion of land to 2.5 tribes on the east side of the Jordan, Reuben and Gad, and also half tribe of Manasseh. They had already received a portion of the land. And from Joshua chapter 14, we have seen how how 2.5 other tribes have also received their portion of the land. First of all, you remember that Judah came, was the first one, and they received their portion of the land. And after that, the sons of Joseph, Ephraim, one of the tribes, and also the half-tribe of Manasseh. So we have now that five tribes have already received their portion of the land, either on the east side of the Jordan or on the west side of the Jordan. And we find that seven tribes are still to receive their portion of the land. And my dear brother, my dear sister, that is what we're going to see from chapter 18, chapter 19, and even we can count it into the cities of refuge and the portion of the Levites into chapter 21. This is the portion of the scripture that we're going to be starting to address And here in chapter 18, my dear brother and sister, we will see how the remaining portion of of land that is to be allocated will be indeed allocated. There are seven tribes that still have not received a portion of land. And this is going to be given here in Joshua chapter 18 and more particularly in Joshua chapter 19. The way that this is going to be given is at Shiloh. I hope that that is how you pronounce Shiloh. I was thinking it's not Shiloh, but it was Shiloh. Shiloh, this city is the place in which Joshua is going to call these seven remaining tribes to allocate that portion of the land. And the way that he's going to do it is that three men from each one of the tribes are going to come to Joshua. He's going to send them out for them to go and survey the land and the different portions of land. They are going to return to Joshua and to give Joshua a report of that land. And then Joshua is going to allocate, they give the lots of those portions of the land. And here in Joshua chapter 18, we will see the first of those seven tribes that receives a portion of the land at Shiloh. And that is going to be the tribe of Benjamin. Many cities given to them. Let us read now Joshua chapter 18 to get the details of that. And from there, I hope that the Lord allows us and empower us to speak about God's zeal for His dwelling place. 
This is Joshua chapter 18. And let us pay careful attention to the reading of the word and see how all of those details come together in this chapter. Joshua chapter 18. Then the whole congregation of the people of Israel assembled at Shiloh and set up the tent of meeting there, the tabernacle. The land lay subdued before them. There remained among the people of Israel seven tribes whose inheritance had not yet been apportioned. So Joshua said to the people of Israel, How long will you put off going in to take possession of the land which the Lord, the God of your fathers, has given you? Provide three men from each tribe, and I will send them out that they may set out and go up and down the land. They shall write a description of it with a view to their inheritances and then come to me. They shall divide it into seven portions. Judah shall continue in his territory on the south, and the house of Joseph shall continue in their territory on the north. And you shall describe the land in seven divisions and bring the description here to me. And I will cast lots for you here before the Lord our God. The Levites have no portion among you, for the priesthood of the Lord is their heritage." And God and Reuben and half tribe of Manasseh had already received their inheritance beyond the Jordan eastward, which Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave them. Verse 8, So the men arose and went, and Joshua charged those who went to write the description of the land, saying, Go up and down in the land and write a description and return to me, and I will cast lots for you here at Shiloh before the Lord in Shiloh. So the men went and passed up and down in the land and wrote in a book a description of it by towns in seven divisions. Then they came to Joshua to the camp at Shiloh, and Joshua cast lots for them in Shiloh before the Lord. And there Joshua apportioned the land to the people of Israel, to each his portion. Verse 11, The lot of the tribe of the people of Benjamin according to its clans came up. And the territory allotted to it fell between the people of Judah and the people of Joseph. On the north side, their boundary began at the Jordan. Then the boundary goes up to the shoulder north of Jericho, then up through the hill country westward, and it ends at the wilderness of Bethaven. From there, the boundary passes along southward in the direction of Luz to the shoulder of Luz, that is Bethel. Then the boundary goes down to Ataroth Adar on the mountain that lies south of lower Bethhoron. Then the boundary goes in another direction, turning on the western side southward from the mountain that lies to the south, opposite Bethhoron, and it ends at Kiriat Baal, that is Kiriat Yarim, a city belonging to the people of Judah. This forms the western side. And the southern side begins at the outskirts of Kiryat Diarim. And the boundary goes from there to Ephraim, to the spring, to the waters of Neftoah. Then the boundary goes down to the border of the mountain that overlooks the valley of the son of Hinnom, which is at the north end of the valley of Rephaim. And he then goes down the valley of Hinnom, south of the shoulder of the Jebusites, and downward to Enrogel. Then he bends in a northerly direction going on to En Shemesh, and from there goes to Gililoth, which is opposite the ascent of Adumim. Then he goes down to the stone of Bohan, the son of Reuben, and passing on to the north of the shoulder of Beth Arabah, it goes down to the Arabah. Then the boundary passes on to the north of the shoulder of Beth Hogla, 
and the boundary ends at the northern bay of the Salt Sea at the south end of the Jordan. This is the southern border. The Jordan forms its boundary on the eastern side. This is the inheritance of the people of Benjamin according to their clans, boundary by boundary, all around. Now the cities of the tribe of the people of Benjamin according to their clans were Jericho, Beth-Hoglah, Emekesis, Beth-Arabah, Semaraim, Bethel, Avim, Parah, Ophrah, Kepharamoni, Ofni, Geba. Twelve cities were their villages. Gibeon, Rama, Beroth, Mispeh, Kepirah, Moza, Rechem, Irpel, Taralah, Zelah, Halef, Jebus, that is Jerusalem, Gibeah, and Kiriat Yarim. Fourteen cities were their villages. This is the inheritance of the people of Benjamin according to its clans. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Very good, brethren. As I said, I want to speak to you about the zeal of God for His dwelling place. A dwelling place that now we see here in Joshua chapter 18, that is Shiloh. The forgotten Shiloh. The neglected Shiloh. How many of you knew that Shiloh was the first city of the Lord? Many times that when we think about the chosen city of the Lord, we think about Jerusalem. Yet Shiloh is this first city that the Lord chose to dwell and to have His people there. It is at Shiloh that the people of Israel were assembled together. It was at Shiloh, according to verse 1, that the tabernacle of the Lord was set up. It was at Shiloh that the kingdom of Israel was established. It was at Shiloh, brethren, that the first priest started to do their ministry. It was at Shiloh, brethren, that this first, or these seven tribes started to receive their portion of the land. It was at the forgotten Shiloh that the kingdom of Israel was established. We are told in Jeremiah chapter 7 verse 12 that Shiloh was the first chosen place of God. That Shiloh was the first dwelling place of the Lord. That the presence of the Lord was first manifested at Shiloh. And that it was at Shiloh where the enemies and the land was subdued. And we read it there in verse 1. It was at Shiloh, my dear brother and sister, that the kingdom of Israel, now being established in the Canaanite land, is actually established. A kingdom that was united that was united in all of these tribes that now they are the heirs of Jacob. These tribes that have come together and, 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 and crossed the Jordan River and they're now coming together as a nation. A nation, a kingdom that is united, but that in the divine decree of the Lord is being prepared for division. All of this nation is being established now together. All of these tribes are coming together. Each one of them is getting their portion of land and the nation is being distributed. Each one is getting their portion of the land except the Levites. Yet in the mind of the Lord, this nation is being prepared for division. Something very important that you are to remember, something that our brother explained and then we elaborated after that, is that we see the preeminent role of two tribes and we're going to see that through the scriptures. One is, the first one, what is the preeminent tribe, brethren, that comes to your head from the 12 tribes? Judah. And the second one is Ephraim. We have just read here that the southern part of Israel is for Judah, and the northern part is for 
Ephraim. These two tribes are going to represent two sides of this supposedly united kingdom that later on is going to be divided in the southern kingdom and into the northern kingdom. And let me submit to you, my dear brethren, that it's very important that we understand the plans of the Lord as they are being developed here from Joshua and as they move into First Kings in the separation of the kingdom. And in those plans, my dear brethren, Shiloh plays a very important place. Because Shiloh is a city that is located in the land of Ephraim. Ephraim was the first of the tribes above Judah chosen for be the first place of the dwelling place of the Lord. And let me submit to you, brethren, that it's through the rejection of Ephraim that Judah is going to be chosen as the place of God from where the Messiah is going to come. Judah is going to be chosen, and particularly Jerusalem that we all know, as the place where the Lord lives and dwells. But that choosing of Jerusalem and of Judah as this portion of the kingdom through which the Messiah will come happens only through the rejection of the northern part of the kingdom, a more more precise rejection of Shiloh as the dwelling place of the Lord. Ephraim is going to be rejected. Reprobation will come to them way before the kingdom is divided. And that is going to go down to Judah in Jerusalem. And it's through Jerusalem that the Messiah will come and the establishment of the final kingdom will be given. Come with me to Joshua or to Psalm 78. And let me show you there from the scriptures. Psalm 78. The election, brethren, of Judah or the election of Jerusalem happens through the rejection of Shiloh, the first dwelling place of God. Once again, the election, the choosing of Jerusalem as the dwelling place of God happens through the rejection and the reprobation of Shiloh. Now, brethren, I said Psalm 78. Now, brethren, this is something very important that you are to consider. It made complete sense that the people of Israel will be centered and gathered in Ephraim. Think about this. Who was the beloved chosen son of Jacob? Who was the beloved chosen son of Jacob? Or Joseph, right? Who was the son or the, the sons of Joseph? We know that, brethren. Manasseh and? And from those two, who was the chosen one from the beloved son of Jacob? Ephraim. Ephraim was not only the chosen one through the decree of the Lord, through Jacob and Joseph, but also Ephraim had the bigger portion of the land and the mighty men. And even, you know from where Joshua, from where Joshua is from? Joshua is an Ephraimite. He made complete sense that it was going to be in the land of Ephraim, a city that is chosen where the tabernacle will come, where the priesthood will come, where the people of Israel will gather as a nation, and where Israel will establish there as a nation having the center at Shiloh. Joshua was the commander of Israel, and he was from Ephraim. Ephraim had been chosen above Manasseh through the decree of the Lord through Jacob. It was at this particular place. And indeed, that was what happened. Shiloh was chosen as the city of the Lord. And not for one year, not for two years, but for a very long period of time. This is the forgotten Shiloh. The one that we don't pay attention to. And at times, we don't even know what Shiloh is or what it was. Yet come with me to Psalm 78, my dear brother and sister. And let's see what the Lord says about Shiloh. 
78. Let us read from verse 56. Pay attention to this. This psalm explains the history of Israel from the moment that they were liberated from the land of Egypt until they make it into the promised land and all their covenant-breaking activities. After the psalmist has spoken about all the miracles and the mighty things that God did in in Egypt, liberating them, now he comes in verse let us read from verse 51, perhaps, and let us read it together. And bear with me through this reading because it's very important. He struck down every firstborn, 51 of chapter 78, Psalm. He struck down every firstborn in Egypt, the firstfruits of their strength in the tents of Ham. Then he let out his people like sheep and guided them in the wilderness like a flock. He led them in safety so that they were not afraid, but as he overwhelmed their enemies. And he brought them to his holy land, to the mountain which his right hand had worn. Right? That's the land. He drove out nations before them. He apportioned them for a possession and settled the tribes of Israel in their tents. Each one in his, in their portion. Verse 56. Yet, They tested and rebelled against the Most High God and did not keep His testimonies, but turned away and acted treacherously like their fathers. They twisted like a deceitful bow, bow, for they provoked Him to anger with their high places. They moved Him to jealousy with their idols. When God heard, He was full of wrath, and He utterly rejected Israel. Verse 60. He forsook His dwelling at Shiloh. The tent where he dwelt among mankind. Tabernacle had been established at Shiloh. And the sin of Israel made the Lord forsake his dwelling place at Shiloh. The tent where he dwelt among mankind. Continue. And delivered his power to captivity. His glory to the hand of the foe. He gave his people over to the sword. And vented his wrath on his heritage. Fire devoured the young men. And their young women had no marriage song. And then it says in verse 64. Their priests. That is the priest at Shiloh. Fell by the sword. And their widows made no lamentation. Brethren bear with me for five minutes. And we finish here. Brethren. Shiloh was the first city of the Lord. And you know what happened to Shiloh? The book of Judges happened to Shiloh. All the wickedness and the rebellion that we're going to see in the book of Judges moving into 1 Samuel is what happened to Shiloh. And such was the covenant breaking and righteousness of the people of Israel that the way that the judgment of the Lord will come upon them is by removing his dwelling place from Shiloh and judging the people of Israel. Come with me quickly through 1 Samuel, please, and I will show you something there. Because at Shiloh, brethren, it was the tabernacle and, of course, the priesthood. Come, please, to 1 Samuel. And once again, bear with the reading, please. The first, first Samuel chapter 1. Let us read the first three verses. And you see the importance, the historical importance of Shiloh as the first city of God. The first city of God. The first city where his dwelling place was. Shiloh. Then first Samuel chapter 1. Let us read the first three verses. There was a certain man of Ramathaim Sophim of the hill country of Ephraim. Why? Because Ephraim had been the chosen one whose name was Elkanah, the son of Jeroham, son of Elihu, son of Tohu, son of Saf, son an Ephrathite. He had two wives. The name of the one was Hannah, the name of the other Penina. And Penina had children, but Hannah had no children. Now these men used to go up year by year from his city to worship and to sacrifice to the Lord of hosts at 
Shiloh, where the two sons of Eli. Now you might remember what happened with these two. Hophni and Phinehas were priests of the Lord. The judgment of the Lord that was being prepared from the book of Joshua is coming as it is just the decree just working out. You know what happened with these two sons? Were they good or bad? They were really bad. Come with me, please, brethren, to chapter 2. And you will see what happened with the priestly line of Eli. Chapter 2, verse 26. Here we have a typological verse of Samuel, speaking of Christ. In Luke, it says, verse 26, Now the boy Samuel continued to grow both in stature and in favor with the Lord and also with men. And there came a man of God to Eli and said to him, You remember, Eli is the high priest, right? Thus says the Lord, Did I indeed reveal myself to the house of your father when they were in Egypt, subject to the house of Pharaoh? All the history is going to be now narrated. Verse 28. Did I choose him out of all the tribes of Israel to be my priest, to go up to my altar, to burn incense, to wear an ephod before me? I gave to the house of your father all my offerings by fire from the people of Israel. Why then do you scorn my sacrifices and my offerings that I commanded for my dwelling and honor your sons above my, me by fattening yourselves and the choicest parts of every offering of my people Israel? Therefore, the Lord, the God of Israel, declares, I promise that your house and the house of your father should go in and out before me forever. But now the Lord declares, Far be it from me, for those who honor me I will honor, and those who despise me shall be lightly esteemed. Behold, the days are coming when I will cut off my strength and the strength of your father's house, so that there will not be an old man in your house. Then in distress you will look with envious eye on all the prosperity that shall be bestowed on Israel, and there shall not be an old man in your house forever. The only one of you whom I shall not cut out from my altar shall be spared to whip his eyes out, to grieve his heart, and all the descendants of your house shall die by the sword of men. And this that shall come upon your two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, these are the priests of Shiloh, shall be assigned to you. Both of them shall die on the same day, and I will rise up for myself a faithful priest who shall do according to what is in my heart and in my mind. And I will bid him a sure, a sure house, and he shall go in and out before my anointed forever. And he continues, brethren. You remember Ichabod, what happens after that? The glory of God has departed from Israel. Taken, Ichabod, taken from Israel, never returning once again to Shiloh because the judgment of the Lord had come upon this land. The city of God now is being judged. Who replaced this city, brethren? Or what city replaced Shiloh? Then how did Jerusalem replace Shiloh? It was necessary that now a new covenant will be established. Not a new covenant in the sense of a new covenant. But Second Samuel chapter 7 and Psalm chapter 89 tells us that a new covenant was established with a man. His name is David. And it was through David that a king will come and a city will be chosen. Come with me quickly to Second Chronicles chapter 6 so that you don't see it from my mouth, but just from the scripture. Second Chronicles chapter 6. Second Chronicles chapter 6. Now this is the fulfillment or the, the initial fulfillment of the Davidic covenant with his son Solomon. We're going to speak about all these covenants in the future where the Lord allows us. Chapter 6, then he says, Then Solomon, you remember he built the temple. Where did he build the temple? At 
Jerusalem. Then Solomon said, The Lord has said that he would dwell in thick darkness, but I have built you an exalted house, a place for you to dwell in forever. Then the king turned around and blessed all the assembly of Israel, while all the assembly of Israel stood. And he said, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who with his hand has fulfilled what he promised with his mouth to David my father, saying, Since the day that I brought my people out of the land of Egypt, I chose no city out of all the tribes of Israel in which to build a house. He had chosen Shiloh to put his tabernacle, the tabernacle that was coming from the wilderness. But a city to build a house, a temple, he had no chosen. It says, I chose no city out of all the tribes of Israel in which to build a house, that my name might be there. And I chose no man and prince over my people Israel, but I have chosen Jerusalem, that my name might be there. And I have chosen David to be over my people Israel. A new covenant Davidic the king will come from Jerusalem. And my brethren, will all the promises fulfilled will the earthly Jerusalem? No, because these people of Israel, the same wicked things that they did with the northern part, they will also do it. The whole kingdom of Israel will break the covenant. But there will come one, the one who was being typified by David, the one that is going to establish a new covenant to actually fulfill the eternal promise of a city dwelling place of God. Because why were we told in Revelation chapter 21? That heavenly Jerusalem is coming from heaven, in which God is going to dwell with his people, in where sin will be no more, in where death will be no more, in which God is going to wipe away every one of the tears of his people, and that will be the final consummation of the dwelling place of the Lord, because he has a zeal for his dwelling place, and in his dwelling place there can be no sin, no death, so it is necessary that he will send his eternal begotten son to take in the likeness of men like us so that he will fulfill all the requirements of the Lord not only to fulfill an old covenant but better to establish a new covenant in his blood so that those who had faith in him can be recipients of the promises of the eternal dwelling with the Lord and abide eternally in the heavenly Jerusalem new heavens new earth dwelling with our Lord, the one who has conquered, the one who has fulfilled Joshua, the one who has fulfilled David, so that all together, all saints from all tribes and all nations will abide with him, never to be separated. Shiloh, earthly Jerusalem, heavenly Jerusalem, the city of God, never able to be accomplished by the merits of men, ultimately accomplished by the God-man, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.